0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Bye-bye. Tripping.
2: I'm out of here anyway.
0: Peace out.
3: preview the Cubs Cardinals series. Cause we will be on right before the pregame of the Cubs Cardinals series gets underway. And I imagine we'll find some time to react to today's finale of the blue Jays white Sox series. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll just completely ignore it. I'm not sure. It all depends on how I feel, but I'll be here and will be here. So that's a good thing. The people that are taking care of you for the next few hours ...are here, too. Parkins and Spiegel. Hello, boys.
2: Hello, Lawrence. Yeah, we are here. And we will be on during a White Sox day game and about 78% of the time that we're on... It's an unofficial <laughs> stat. During a White Sox day game, something horrible happens. Yeah. so That is the
1: case. It's, yeah. um, it's fine. It's fine. It's science. I, oh, yeah. It's an exact um, stat. It's, uh, it's rapidly approaching the... Well, they are just kind of what they are, season. It's rapidly approaching that point. Not quite there in full, but you can see it from here. And it's not a good place to be. Not very pretty. No, 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 no. I heard you talking about Alec Manoa and the splits and whether handedness should matter. He's just really, really good overall yes. anyway. So that's why you could argue. I mean, there's no way that Vaughn should hit seven. That's ludicrous. I, I'm just, I, I'm, ludicrous. Try, I,
3: I'm, I'm trying so hard yeah. to understand the logic of it. And I, and I'll, I'll grant you, you want to put the lefties out, the bad lefties out there for handedness sake, and maybe they do see the ball better. Okay, but there's no reason to bat
1: Andrew Vaughn seven. Right. And he's got Robert second, right? And he said he wanted to split him up, so he's got five he's got five spots in between. <laughs> yeah. That's a he lot split of him spots. up. I feel like you should, should probably end. put them together. Yeah, or you could put like a couple guys, a couple guys in there. Um, but you know, what what evs? But Manoa, man, Manoa's like a hits per nine demon. He's allowed six point eight hits per nine. I have this fancy chart that Mike Petriello, the baseball stat guy from MLB.com, the guy who works with Benetti on the StatCast, Um, uh, broadcasts he put together for beat the streak purposes. And it's like the lowest percentage of plate appearances by pitchers that resulted in a hit of any kind. It's like this fancy baseball savant search. Cool. Yeah. Sounds fun, right? (laughs) Uh, Up your alley. Alec is fourth since the beginning of last year, last year and this year, like in terms of pitchers who don't give up hits. That guy.
3: Yeah, I mean that that's probably a bad matchup for a, a team that doesn't hit.
1: Team that doesn't hit versus a pitcher who doesn't, doesn't give allow up. hits. Yeah,
2: it's tough. Oh, just checking your math on that. Yep, get the same. Uh Big underdog. What, uh, what's the number? Blue Jays are minus one eighty five favorites. Give you every
1: perspective, every perspective yeah. on the game right here. That's right. And w- then the that... game starts, and
2: we're on our own. And then it basically doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know, Johnny Cueto it has been good. Yeah, I got the uh, – feels.
3: that feels like n- not a good matchup. Living on borrowed time. Yeah, and, and I think I, – I said that to Stoney. I think that he's already paid for himself. The three starts that he's giving you, he's already paid for himself. But this feels like the type of lineup where you make a mistake in the zone and – You look up and it's four to one or something.
1: You know, I didn't check the exit velocity on the Vlad home run. Oh my god! But I do know that by the time anybody, like whether it was Bonetti or Dan Shulman on the Toronto call, there's a deep drive to center and it's gone. Like it was fast and like you know, center field angle turns around looks at it and it gave it the
3: cursory look to yeah. see well, maybe it's low enough that it'll play off the wall. And then
1: it's back over his head bouncing towards second base. Just like that. Yeah. That was quick. No,
3: that was not
1: great yeah.
2: yesterday. I I didn't know this wrinkle of traveling to Toronto that the White Sox are taking a bus to Buffalo after the game to fly to Tampa from Buffalo So that they, because if you leave Canada by ground, you don't have to provide a negative COVID test. Yeah. But if you leave Canada by air, you have to provide test negatively. So they're they're gonna they're circumventing the exit COVID test to go to Florida by flying out of Buffalo and crossing the border by bus. That is not the first team to do that. the The Yankees did it. The Red Sox did it. And it's basically, well. We'll bring COVID back into the country, but we just we can't afford to miss any of these baseball games. I
1: found an article, Danny, on the Buffalo News from a month ago. Here's your headline: Unexpected Hub, Buffalo Airport Plays Key Role in Pro Sports Transportation. It sure does.
2: God, are we stupid? (laughs) Like, I I mean, at at, at this point, obviously, people we are just living with it, and you're either vaxxed or you're not vaxxed, and all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm not up in arms about it, but it's funny that. How arbitrary it all is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Go go play. But just, you got to get there by bus. Oh, yeah. And man. then an airport instead of just an airport. Yeah. Th-
1: this is This is the problem with people. We, we ruin kind of any attempts to do certain things for our own safety. I remember when I was in Mexico earlier in the year and I saw people lined up uh, to get the test results for their COVID tests before they could leave the country. And I saw people with cash, like,
2: getting ready to
1: bribe if That's they good. must. Yeah, that that makes you feel good, good,
2: right? Oh, it's just an asymptomatic COVID. Let me on the plane with the olds and the six. It's insane. Yep. Here's 100 pesos. The six. The six. Well, you know, I didn't want to take your limpers. <laughs> You call them Whatever they are. Yeah, whatever
1: they are. It's just crazy, man. Everybody's got their
3: own thing. So the, uh, the exit velocity on the Vlad Guerrero home run. Yeah, it was hard. hard. It was 111 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah it that seems good. That's, that's the launch fast. angle
1: was only 19. Yeah, it didn't need much <laughs> launch angle. It was rising. It was rising as it left. It was a towering line drive. Oh, my God. That's right. A towering <laughs> line drive. That
3: is that is not good. <sighs> That is not good. NBA finals
1: I, though tonight, man. NBA finals tonight. I'm yeah. looking forward to
3: it. Yeah, there's NBA finals tonight. I, I haven't caught up on the latest episode of Kenobi, so that'll be something I can do later on tonight. Yeah. Anyone picking Boston? I I would pr- <sighs> I haven't bet on this yet, Danny. I actually kind of like Boston in this series. I think they have a good defensive matchup with Marcus Smart on Steph, and it's rare that one could say that there's a good defensive matchup against Steph. Yep. But I like their matchup, and and they've just been through a meat grinder of a series where outside of Game 6, they didn't flinch. So I I understand why people would pick Golden State, but I think I'm rolling with Boston. What about you?
2: I like Golden State. Um they're healthier and getting guys back right like Gary Payton could play in the series, Iguodala could play in the series, Ito Porter could play in the series. So they're they're crazy rested and there's something about Boston that everyone's talking about. Well, they went through Brooklyn and they went through Milwaukee and they went through Miami and like how tough the road is. But
3: man, like it's a really tough
2: road for it, for Golden it,
3: State, too, it, I think. Yeah,
2: I, I agree with you, but also, like, the, the guys were injured. Like, you, you went through Milwaukee without Middleton, and you went through Miami with guys, three of their top four players, either missing games or banged up in the series, and they went to seven. You know, it's it's not like they got through the east comfortably when they were the healthier team. Like I know I know Smart missed a little time and I, I know they weren't perfectly healthy the uh, entire time, but certainly compared to like Tyler Hero or Chris Middleton, you know, be, being out for stretches of those series, they were the healthier team I hear you. and they went they went the distance. So I that plus home court plus health Makes me lean Golden State. So
1: I lean Golden State because of the beauty and the improvisation in that offensive style. It's just, it's so special. And it's obvious they can do things that other teams cannot do because they have those shooters and because they have a guy in Draymond who's so skilled and so uninterested in getting himself any shots whatsoever um but they they improvise so much on offense that even a team that's as great defensively as Boston is how do you prepare for something that these five guys and Steve Kerr haven't mapped out for you yet they just kind of flow like the way that they do it is so unique they play jazz they they do man it, and it's a beautiful thing and with clay healthy and shooting like that and Steph Smelling it and playing like he has, and pull off the bench. I don't. I don't think you can defend them well enough, no matter how good your group connectedness is. And Boston's is. I don't think you can defend them well enough to keep them from outscoring you.
2: Zach Lowe said they. It might be the best defense since the '04 Pistons, though. That's really cool. So, so, if there is a defense that could do it, it's the defense with three different guys who got defensive player of the year votes. That's crazy athletic. That's uh-huh. great at switching. Um, I'm I'm with you. Like I I think the motion offense right of the Warriors is clearly much more. Sophisticated than the pick and roll style offense that Milwaukee and, and Miami are running. Right,
1: it's it's so difficult to
2: prepare for. It's very different. I, and and it, it's. But Boston it's, has beat them. Like they they have a winning record against Golden State over the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, and like they beat. They, them, they have beaten them. I
1: think they beat them once when Horford was playing, and lost to them once when Horford wasn't. And Horford is playing out of his mind right now, and is a really key part of that because he's a four who can switch. Right? Yeah. he's a four who can switch and, and and get out there for the most part but I just I, I don't know man like the golden State they know how to win and just the the, the way that they they play is so beautiful can't I, wait to watch it
2: I can't wait to watch it either I think it I think it should be awesome the just I, it should be a good series to argue Lawrence's side I don't know that Golden State has an answer for Tatum like Wiggins is a great athlete. But he's not. It's not, very, not as big. Not really and strong. strong. Yeah, and, no, and you, you got to be strong. And I
3: think you need someone to defend him that's going to be physical with him. You know, I think that's that's when Miami had success. It was because they were being physical and they were trapping on him. So you you got to figure out someone to be physical with him if you want to try and knock him off his game. And even that might not work, or it it could work to a degree, like it did. In portions of Game 7... And then he could go on a tear.
1: We're going to get Iguodala, the 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 LeBron stopper who kept him to only a triple-double. And then won MVP. NBA Finals MVP. We're going to get Iguodala coming off uh, I mean, injury
2: to if, play. If he's healthy enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how.
1: Because that'd be the guy you put on him. Right? Well,
3: well, six years ago, yes. right, would have been the guy that you put on him.
2: I still can't believe that Finals MVP vote. <laughs> that's
1: Steph why, didn't that's why, get a vote, right? That's why Steph doesn't even have the to be that good to win The reports
2: were it. that he didn't get a vote. That doesn't make any sense that the league MVP who went 26, six and five in the, in the, in the finals didn't get a single vote. Like that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It, it It's so crazy that it seems unbelievable, which is my guy, Nick's conspiracy that the voters got together and, and, like, t- and because sh- there's so few people, I think it's like 11 people who vote God. that they got together and they just like kind of voted on who it was going to be so that the MVP didn't go to LeBron on the losing team. So,
1: do they get in a room and just one guy stands up and advocate? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the NFL Hall of Fame. I get confused. <laughs> right. It's
2: very confusing. Dan
1: Pompey stood on a box and mm-hmm. said, damn it, it should be Andre Guadala. No, no, no. I'm but it's got to be a writing. ridiculous
2: thing. Like, Steph was the best player on the Warriors in that series, pretty clearly. Uh, he doesn't have a Finals MVP. Steph Curry, who has been a unanimous league MVP mm-hmm. and has multiple championships in his six Finals appearance in eight years, doesn't have a Finals MVP. Yeah, this will, this
1: will be a moment, and this will be a couple weeks uh, to remind us of uh, of of just exactly how good he is, how legendary he is, and how. He has changed his game and continued to evolve the, the wide array of floaters and in-between options he has, how he can finish at the rim, how much stronger he is compared to what he used to be. Let alone, remember when the ankles just wouldn't stay healthy? Yeah, he, he went be- between the ankles not staying healthy and then the hand not staying healthy. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, you know, there's been so many dudes who are like, well, that guy can shoot. You know, I wonder if he could ever find a way to last. And Steph has turned it into, you know, obviously a Hall of Fame career and he'll be remembered as the greatest shooter of all time, but he's so much more than that. So much more.
2: I I mean, where would you guys say, like if I was going to say, he's a top X player in NBA history, like where would it be? No, that's ridiculous on Steph Curry
3: ridiculously low like ridiculously high you know like he's if, well it, they were having this conversation over the last couple of weeks of where because the, the, i forgot who did the ranking but i think
1: steph is is 11th or something like that yeah that, fe- that feels about right i mean i was about to blurt out top 10 and i paused for a moment it just it's so he's so special and so unique that I'd like I'd like to see him in the top 10 cuz it feels worthwhile to have a player who represents what he represents and is as unique as he is in the top 10 but I would I'd feel fine top 15.
2: Yeah, I mean I I think he is top 15 if he's about if he gets a fourth title, <laughs> it'd be four titles, two MVPs, Presumably a Finals MVP,
3: and and the he changed the ge- geometry of the game. Yes, part of correct.
2: It. Well, right. right. That, that's like that, like yes.
3: Those are things that we talk about with Kareem. Absolutely, when we make the argument about Kareem being the best player of how he changed it. I think you have to add that into the argument for Steph Curry.
1: Yeah, the thing I always like to point out, Lawrence, is that Trey Young was like a what a thirteen year old watching Steph on Davidson when he won at Oklahoma. And Trey was like, "Oh, okay, okay, I can do that." And then became Trey Young,
2: yeah, a transformational figure who also like you do you do these arguments in different ways, right? You can do them based on like longevity or whose peak was the highest. I mean, Steph's peak, the only guy ever to win unanimous Finals MVP, 2016, he had a 50-40-90 season, was the scoring champion, was the MVP. I mean and 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 got every single vote like he's one of the greatest basketball players oh, not
1: finals all. MVP Reg, full, Yeah, re, regular yeah MVP. a
2: unanimous regular season MVP yeah, that's good. No, no no split vote in a 50 40 90 year where he led the league in scoring
1: that's pretty strong <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah. like,
3: it's a pretty amazing I'll, I'll take that on my team yeah that's yeah good.
1: right exactly so like so yeah like It just reminds me a lot of, of my intramural basketball heyday, you know, Yeah, at Emerson, right? What was the name of the team? um, Alpha Pi Theta. It was my, uh, it was my fraternity theme, uh, fraternity team um, and theme. The theme was, was, was the team. But um,
2: between the two of us, I think the audience would get it wrong that you were the frat guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's probably true. It was a unique fraternity at a very unique and eclectic school, but still, yeah, 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 it is what it is. And, um, I, yeah, I, I hit a game-winner, Lawrence. You know, I don't like to talk North about it much.
2: North Winnetka frat boy. Not me. Not Winnetka. Not, not in a frat. Right. Other than that. Glen and a GDI. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Hit a game winner in the first round, uh, Lawrence. Uh, the okay. coach who was, you know, using the clock. There was no official clock. He just had it on his little four corners. Yeah. little Dean Smith. Yeah, you know, and it was just, it was just a big moment, and um, it's, it's why I can connect with some of these guys. Like hold you talk on, about staff, walk, walk us through it.
3: Oh. Let's talk about this play. Let's diagram and break it down.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Mike Coates, the living legend. You're enabler, yeah. <laughs> Mike Coates, the guy we call the living legend. <laughs> He had the ball. He got trapped in the corner, and he passed it out to Tommy D. We called him the enforcer, and then they found me. I was the round mound of rebound, of course, and I had an open elbow jumper that I had the stones to take as the coach was uh, counting it down. We were down one to the guys from the mailroom. I mean, we're going to lose to the mailroom guys. You can't have that in the first round of the intramural playoffs. And my shot went down. Uh, very exciting. I, the, everyone stormed the court. Everyone, I mean, like the six to eight people in attendance and yeah, my own big. team. What was the final score on that game? Oh, boy, I don't remember. Um, I, I, maybe 28, 27. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. I can tell you 14 that.
2: 14 to 12. We had
1: another game uh, two hours later, but the between games frosty at Wendy's never tasted so sweet. Oh, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> did you did you go did you go fries in the frosty Oh as always of man quarter pound double stack fries and a frosty which i believe is the celebration meal of
2: champions oh, kings <laughs> don't you Yes yeah. between playoff 48. games and intramurals yeah. absolutely Chad Johnson famously big McDonald's on game day guy uh, There you go right, you know, so you're just like Chad Ocho Cinco Steph Curry Matt Spiegel yeah, he, you,
3: you know he actually had, met Chad up John. with Zach at a McDonald's before a Bears Bengals game
1: like intentionally? Yeah. Like, like, hey
3: Zach, let's let's hang out. Yeah, like like the, the Bears and the Bengals were getting ready to play. And I think he had like Zach had made mention of something with Chad like on Twitter. Like that, I guess that that'd be a fun like score story for you guys at some point. But yeah, he oh, call, he went out and had like breakfast at McDonald's with Chad Ojo Cinco <laughs> before the
1: Bears and, and the Bengals played.
2: That's awesome. Was it before the That's game great.
1: when Chad just Chad Ochoa just kept going right down the middle and, and and destroying the the Bears with the deep middle play just just beyond the outstretched arms of Brian Urlacher? I mean, it, it may have been the over. game where said Ben went crazy on them too. Oh god, yeah, that
3: was a lot, a lot he of was, those. He was fantastic in that game.
1: Rest in peace, Marion Barber. Yeah, man. I heard
3: that yesterday. It was Terrible. very disappointing. Oh. I found him to be in, in being in that locker room with him. I found him to be a really interesting person like like one of those guys where you pull up a, a microphone and you want to talk to him about like the game and then you go oh this this is someone who's thinking beyond the game.
1: Wow I I I never had the chance to meet him or know him on that level. I, I loved the you know it feels Terrible to say in retrospect, but I loved the running style. I loved how hard he ran in college. Yeah, him and, him
3: and Lawrence Maroney. Him yep. and
1: Lawrence Maroney at Minnesota, and then he had a huge year in Dallas where he had almost a thousand yards and went to the Pro Bowl. Um, and and then it, it didn't go so well here, obviously. And there was a famous mistake and stuff like that. But he ran. He ran with so much power and so much force, but there's so many mental issues and mental health issues over the last four or five years. It's one of those things that, like, you look at and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This sport that we love is freaking brutal and mean and takes lives away.
2: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't think you have to feel bad, badly about loving the style in which he played in, you know what I mean? Because guys who didn't play that style also get sick and have cte and have mental health problems it's just, it's such yeah, a yeah brutally, but doesn't it feel of course it feels in retrospect, like you know that guy who led with his head i loved that guy yeah i know i know i know i know what you're saying i just he he was playing his style of football yeah. it, you know it's just the game is inherently dangerous Guys who had all of the collisions in the world, some of them have absolutely no problems and live into their 80s, and guys who were like, I think I had one concussion end up with, with terrible CTE. It's just, it's an awful sport, and now you have to, It's a, but it's my favorite sport, and yeah. we love it because of it. And I will say, it still, it does feel cleaner now to root for it, that all of the science is at least out there, and the NFL's acknowledged it, and they've paid the settlement and the players are aware of it.
3: Yeah, cuz there there was a time when like the information was being kept from
2: those guys. Right, and that was that was, you know, big tobacco, right? <laughs> that, that 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 was yeah. when and it was like when the media knew and it was being reported by like the scientific community and the NFL was still in denial and they were in the the litigation. That was less than a decade ago. Like that that was a real terrible time for football. But now it does feel it feels
3: like they're I mean, we we can we can say like, oh, well, there is informed consent right now. Like it allows us to alleviate that moral conundrum.
1: Yeah. You know, I remember all those conversations during that time you're talking about, Danny, when we would say, well, you know, one day there'll be a waiver. There'll be a waiver that you sign and then you play the game and that's what it is. So there is the equivalent of that, at least sort of conversationally. Now, like, is the NFL uh, – they're not opening themselves up to potential lawsuits on the back end because of everything that they've admitted and, and what they're trying to
2: do. And the settlement. Yeah, I I, th- I don't think that that exists anymore um, for the NFL. And, yeah, it's, it is a little bit of a cop-out for us who just love football. I'm like, okay, now they know. And so if they know, then we can be okay with it too because presumably they're okay with it. Do you think White Sox fans would have liked that to be uh, – Andrew Vaughn, at the plate, either with Gavin Sheets or Yasmani Grandal when the bases were loaded there in the first inning and they got no runners across. Unbelievable.
1: Bases loaded two down after two hits by the White Sox, and Grandal takes a 3-2 curveball directly over the plate.
3: But but if, if you want to look on the positive side, you could say that first inning worked for this lineup. You got a couple of hits and a walk, and you had Moncada and, and Grandal in situations where – you could have done something.
1: And, yeah, and, and you had Sheets and Grandal up there when Vaughn is ends the inning on deck with the bases loaded. Yeah, yeah.
2: So there's and that. I mean, if Manoa walks in, that might be your best chance to score.
3: Yeah, but they, <laughs> they did get twenty pitches off of them, so that's
1: a
2: that's good. There's that one of our textures.
1: Um, it's now a transition. Now there are textures. I think Lawrence. Uh, sure. I, I think yeah. However- it says the big window also kept everything quiet.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> we hate big window we on this hate show. him on this show absolute this
1: show absolutely hates him but our textures are your textures the listeners are listeners
2: uh busy show today lawrence willie harris is going to be on the show in 20 minutes sweet yeah can't wait for that obviously white Sox world series hero cubs third base coach then antoine walker sweet at three o'clock and then boog shambi at 3 40 today for also sweet als day yeah so fun guest list and uh Cubs, Sox, and much, much more to get into as well. Have yourselves a show, boys. I will talk to you on Monday. All right, Lawrence, have a good one. Yep, Cubs day game tomorrow. Tanny's Open kicks us off. It's Parker the Spiegel on the score.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?